let's get down to business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step by step booklet for you to get. Oh, I make money moves. Welcome back to another edition of the Massive Joe's Show, Fitness Times at Business. We have one hell of an episode for you guys today. I'm here in Costa Mesa in Los Angeles, the United States of America, and I'm here with HPN CEO, Sean Torbati. What's happening, Sean? What's up, Joe? <laughs> I'm here with the famous Mike Rashid. I don't even know how to introduce Infamous. you. Infamous. Infamous, we can go with Infamous, CEO of a, a whole bunch of, uh, of, of companies that we're going to get to in a second. Fellas, thank you for being on the show. It's, uh, it's always good to see you guys down in, uh, well, obviously you went, I'm in LA, Sean. Yeah. This is where you are, and it just so happens that Mike's in town as well. Yeah, this is a coincidence, yeah. but you know, we got our, we got our court situation squared away. Yeah. I'm glad that worked out. We got to see George. Mm-hmm. Over at the at right. the uh, Best Buy, the famous George. We did. Famous George. We did. We uh, and just to clarify that, so I, I wanted to do a podcast with Sean, uh, so I bought two mics and uh, and all set up to do a two person podcast. And then Sean's like, "Hey man, Mike's going to be in town. We should do a three person podcast." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Man, if you got the microphones, we can uh, we can make it happen." And we had to go on a little bit of a hunt to find the right cord to plug one of Sean's mics into this receiver. But here we are. All right, fellas, fitness times business. We're gonna start with fitness. I wanna get a little bit of a, a, a background so the listeners as well have a bit of a background to your, to your kind of fitness background and how that fits into things. Then we're gonna move into the business side of things. We're gonna get your main piece of fitness advice uh, and then we're gonna have a, a good chat about business because that's where we kind of get, uh, get into the real interesting, exciting side of this podcast. So Sean, kick us off, man. Fitness background, what does it look like? Well, it's interesting when you talk about fitness times business, I think a lot of people in the space right now saw a business opportunity from their fitness, you know, and then developed it from there. Yeah. I saw a fitness opportunity and before there was a business opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you've been on the road. We, we say something, which is that I was born for this. Mm-hmm. And when I was seven years old is the first time I ever saw someone's life change from health and wellness. My mom is a dietitian, mm-hmm. so my second grade teacher, Miss Chesney, I don't know how she's doing right now, I hope she's out there and, and alive and well, but and still teaching. She was a great teacher, like a great teacher. She made me interested in history, she made me interested in Egypt, like she was someone who really got my mind going on a curiosity level, but she was overweight. She was overweight, she was out of shape, she would be like, we would be you know, playing active games in the classroom, she would be huffing and puffing and, and uh, she was not healthy. Mm-hmm. And parent-teacher conferences come around, you know, we're in there and she's, you know, talking about that I'm doing a really good job, I'm, I'm seven years old, you know, <laughs> basically I'm just, I'm coloring in the lines and shit and, and staying awake. Uh, no, and we were, we were learning about stuff that fascinated me, so it was easy, it wasn't work for me in second grade. But my mom, because she knew how much I loved this teacher, every day I'll be talking about this teacher, how much I loved her, my mom was like, hey, um, you know, it's none of my business, but my mom took this step forward because that's how she is. She said, hey, it's none of my business, but um, if you want help to lose some weight, uh, I would love to help you with that. Because my mom works in the hospital setting where mm. everyone who is seeing her on a daily basis doesn't want to be seeing her. Mm. They have no interest in losing weight or being healthy. They're there because it's part of their requirement to get their medication or whatever it is that they want. Mm-hmm. 
if they want to do that, they have to go to an appointment with her. So uh, it's almost disheartening and depressing. I remember seeing my mom some days be so frustrated because she cares and wants to help people. But in this clinical setting, this hospital setting, these people have no, no actual interest, a lot of them. They don't want to change anything about their lives. They want everything to stay the same. You could, she would look people in their eye and tell them that if you continue with what you're doing, eating the way you're eating, living the way you're living, you are going to die. You are going to have a heart attack. You are going to have heart disease. You're going to, you know, you're going to become diabetic. People who are diabetic, you are going to have to have a limb amputated. You are losing feeling in your feet right now. They're going to cut your feet off if you keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And they will look her in the eye and be like, well, I guess they're going to have to take my feet. You know, I guess they're going to take my leg. They do not want to change because at a certain point in time, guys, when you get down a path, we've never been there. Uh, when you get down a path deep enough, you don't care anymore. You don't care anymore. Can I yeah. interject a yeah. Um, I, I, I get that. But think about it. I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah. I kind of understand why mm -hmm. they're like that. When people are obese, overweight, or whatever, they, they keep going down that dark road and they're not looking back. It's hard for them. It makes sense. I mean, us, we as human beings are essentially animals. And our primary function is to eat, sleep, reproduce, start over. I would even say to simplify it, to survive and reproduce. Right. We eat and sleep to survive. Right, exactly. So the eating is a huge part of that. So it's like there were times every day, just like we're like, we're going to get into the business stuff, but mm -hmm. with business, you can't slack off. Every day it's a hustle, right? Because your competitors are doing something today. You can't take a day off, right? It's like that with everything, with surviving, working out. All right, I got swole. I'm done. All right, now it's going away, right? The same with eating food. So there were times when, when we were hunting, gathering, foraging for food, for, for, for sustenance, to where you go a week without eating. Mm -hmm. That was real, right? So when we ate, I mean, we got so many, uh, uh, it, you know, pleasure sensors in our brain. Yeah, the psychological, you, the psychological response, right? responses yeah. to give us motivation to keep going to buying food, right? Mm -hmm. So now we live in a, in, a, in a time to where we have an abundance of food and food-like substance, because most of this shit isn't food, mm. right? It tastes good and it makes people feel good, mm -hmm. right? So not everybody is strong enough to have that will to be like, all right, this is enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So think about think about when kids hit a pinata. They're trying to rush and get, nobody's like, uh, I'll get two pieces, thank you. <laughs> they're trying to get as much as they can get. And it's the same with, with, with adults, man. And, and I feel bad for them. I don't, I, I don't look down on people that's overweight like that and don't want help. It, it's hard. You know what I mean? When you get the fatty, delicious, sweet, sour, whatever these crazy, unnatural flavors that really uh, uh, satisfy our taste buds, it makes sense to not stop, yeah. to keep going. You yeah. know what I mean? But I'm sorry. No, that's that's true. And they are really far down the path and mm -hmm. it just seems like too much work to, to get out of right. there. But nonetheless, my mother really wants to help these people. Mm -hmm. um, but. One thing that, you know, as humans we like to do is we like to have our work be um, resulting in outcomes. Right. We like to have the effort we put in return positively. So 
uh, being that there is a very low success rate with people like that is somewhat depressing. So whenever my mom had a chance to help a family member, a relative, a friend, whomever she could, in this case my teacher, right. she would want to do it. Right. And so, because she had a, a passion for helping people. And so she helped my teacher lose like 50 pounds mm -hmm. in, in like a six month time period before I finished second grade. Right. And I saw how it changed her life. Like she even became a better teacher. Right. You know, she could do more, she had more energy every day. Because yeah. some days she would be tired or she would just, you know, not be, not be right. Everything got better for her. And I was like, wow, right. this is incredible. And I was too young to really even understand what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. But I think that's when it was planted. I've decided not long ago, that, that was when it was planted. Right. But then when that seed in it, that was planted in me really like blew up, really sprouted, was when I was a little bit older. Mm. My, my brother was diagnosed with heart disease when I was 15. Wow. Uh, he was seven years older, so here he's 22. They're saying that he's gonna live like maybe one more year. Wow. Yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a genetic uh, disorder that he had with his heart, but he was also extremely overweight. Mm. Um, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm realizing that, man, if he wasn't so overweight, his heart wouldn't have to work as hard. A lot of things would be better for him, but he was also far down that path, eating fast food, drinking soda, living a lifestyle that wasn't healthy at all. And I didn't have, at this time, when I'm 15, I didn't really have the tools. I didn't have the knowledge or the expertise or authority to really step in. I was just starting to work out for myself because of wrestling. I was very interested in how can I manipulate my body, but no one's listening to me. I'm 15 years old and he's literally dying. Um, I wanted to help so bad. I even like tried to say stuff, but no one, no one really cared at that point what I had to say. So I buried myself in books and I learned everything I could. And my brother did pass away. He did die uh, two years later. He lived longer than he was supposed to, but still not long enough. So I decided at that point, I am going to spend the rest of my life trying to help any way I can other people live healthier lives. There was no desire to help people be bodybuilders. There was no desire to help people be the most shredded or just the most strong or any of these singular characteristics that you see people like selling out for, going all in for. It was a desire to help them get healthier and live more well lives because I knew that if they could do that, if I could position them physically, then they could really work on the rest of their lives uh, more effectively. They could have more energy to attack everything else. So from there, I had to acquire knowledge to do it. So in school, I studied human nutrition, but then after school, just continuing my education with any type of additional learning I could do in order to bring more value to the table, uh, whether it was anatomical stuff or nutrition science stuff, food science stuff, and then even more recently, coaching stuff. Mm -hmm. So I can understand the psychology of how I need to talk to people, mm -hmm. how I need to work with people. And that's, that's transcended even health. That's even like as an employer. Yeah. But like when I'm talking to people, be it a consumer or a client, a uh, consumer of HPM products or a nutrition client, because I do nutrition still, because my passion, I know how to talk to them and tap into what I need them to do more mm -hmm. effectively now, how to cue them. Mm -hmm. So if they're making mistakes, how to, how to tell them to correct it in a way that is gonna to lead to better success. So that's where I'm at. That's where I'm spending all my time doing at this point, trying to become better at that. For real. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting actually, because a lot of people in the 
the supplement, quote unquote, supplement side of the industry, um, you know, get their start in health and fitness from a performance supplementation perspective. Whereas your start was really from, you know, a, a more holistic health and well-being perspective. So it's cool to kind of see how that has filtered through to, you know, where you are and what you're doing today. It's and uh, we're going to get into the business side yeah. later, but I, you know, I also I think I shortchanged myself mm. for the first few years of this business development by putting myself in the sports nutrition category yeah. when I really didn't belong there. Mm -hmm. I never fit in there, mm -hmm. uh, honestly. And for some reason, I just thought that was the cool group. Mm -hmm. I thought that was the cool group and I thought that's where I needed to be. Yeah. And uh, I realized a few years in that they had nothing to offer me. They mm -hmm. were doing things I thought all wrong. Mm -hmm. And ever since I've changed directions and course corrected, that's when my life has really, and business has started to manifest into what I wanted it to be. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Mike. Yes, sir. Your fitness background, man. Now, you've done, you know, I'm sure a lot of listeners have, you know, I follow you on a, a few different forms of social media, whether that be YouTube or Instagram mm -hmm. or, you know, everything that you're, you're all over. And you've had a lot of fitness experience. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it, man. I've always been an, an active kid uh, growing up. Um, <clears throat> As far back as I can remember, I was doing pull-ups and push-ups and racing kids outside. And you know, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and we played every sport you can play outside mm -hmm. in the parks and playgrounds in the neighborhoods. So I've always been um, an active kid. Uh, I believe I started lifting weights around the age of 12, and I also ha had my first amateur boxing match at the age of 12. Uh, Everything started at 12, I feel like. Um, all my organized <laughs> sports. started at 12. Organized Mike. sports, right? So I played basketball. I played Little League baseball, high yeah. school baseball. I played basketball. Mm -hmm. um, but the one thing that, well, two really that stuck with me the most was uh, the strength training mm -hmm. and boxing. Mm -hmm. It was more boxing. The strength training came from a space of wanting to be strong, mm -hmm. wanting to be stronger. And, um, and was that know, was that wanting to be stronger for boxing? Yeah, and just boxing strong. The, period. Because I was yeah. skinny. I was a skinny kid. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to run faster. I wanted to be stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I grew up in the era like these kids got Hey Arnold or whatever. Mm -hmm. I had He Man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I had GI Joe. My, you know, I had wrestling. W. Back then it was WWF. Right. But now the WWE, and I had uh -huh. Hulk Hogan and Junkyard Dog and ultimate warrior mm. so rocky uh so these are the things that i'm looking at mm. pop culture wise mm. so of course as a young impressionable kid you want to be like what you see on tv every day of course so uh my father you know um i would have to say that that seed it was already in me mm. but he 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 nurtured it because my father he lived a, a, a very healthy lifestyle for the most part as well mm. um you know, my father was always into like, we used to go to the market and get fruit. He's juicing, f fresh juice all the time. My father, uh, I eat once a day. I adapted that last year. My mm -hmm. father's been eating once a day for years, mm -hmm. right? And my father is 72 and doesn't look it, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So um, my father's, uh, that's just his, that's who he was. And they say the leaf don't fall, the fruit don't fall far from the tree. Mm -hmm. So uh, as I got older, I cannot tell you a period of my life when I wasn't training in some capacity. Mm -hmm. uh, 
every group of friends that I had, I'm the ringleader with getting everybody to the gym. Yeah. You know? So, and it would suck because I wouldn't see certain friends for a couple years, come back, they stopped. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's funny though because as time goes on, as I age, the friends that I have now still, throughout all my years of meeting people, are the ones who either didn't stop or they were already on some workout, healthier vibes mm -hmm. when I met them. Mm -hmm. So it's funny how that all comes into play. But anyway, uh, so as I got older, um, boxing was like the main thing. Uh, <clears throat> as you get older, boxing is a very, very difficult sport and it takes away all of your social time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you, you know, quite naturally you would rebel a little bit, quit, come back, quit, come back. The older you got when you quit and come back is harder mm -hmm. because you have to fight that much harder to get your endurance right mm -hmm. and to get your weight down to where it needs to be because boxing is all broken up by weight categories mm -hmm. and typically people will use they will measure their height and kind of put themselves in a in a weight category where their height would be a, a, an advantage yeah okay so but if you're laid off for a while and you put on 20 30 pounds it's really hard to get back, get back down off. yeah so i was dealing with stuff like that <clears throat> however i was making it happen and uh my final year as an amateur boxer we was like okay we're gonna take this to the next level i uh i was around some really legit people that wanted to help my help shape my career as a professional mm -hmm. and uh you know the first i say the first excuse that came to me for me to stop mm -hmm. i hopped on it mm -hmm. excuse in a form of a opportunity yeah. right so it was an opportunity that you know, it wasn't realistic that it would have been a, a, a life-changing, game-changing opportunity. But on paper, it's kind of seemed like that. So I just, I, I'm going to take this. I'm good. And then boxing just fell to the wayside for me. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because after that, I couldn't even watch. As much as I like, I love boxing, I couldn't watch boxing for like three, four years. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't watch it because there was people that I knew in the amateurs mm -hmm. that I was way better than mm -hmm. that was making millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Wasn't even that good, but it, it's not about that. It was about they were disciplined, they were in shape, and they're there. Mm -hmm. They're doing what they got to mm -hmm. do. They may not be the world champ, but they're getting seven-figure paydays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, shh. So it killed me, but then I got over it, and I got back into you know being a fan and you know it, it was good being a fan then uh when i started getting when fitness as we know it kind of engulfed me because i never went seeking it mm -hmm. uh probably around 2011 2011 2010 2011 uh i you know at this time in my life i was bouncing around trying to figure out what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Didn't really have it together. And then, and exploring the world, literally on my own. So then I'm like, I need to get my shit together. So I got a job at Gold's Gym as a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I knew how to train. I've been doing it all my life, but I didn't know how to sell training. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was part of it. Mm -hmm. you know, And that's the, the big part of it. So I was like, man, how am I gonna ask somebody for $65 for an hour. Yeah. And the membership is $39 for a month. I was like, I can't do this. But once I figured it out, it was good, right? And 
I was the number one guy, right, in the region. Uh -huh. So, but I was getting people their results. I'm not, you're giving me, I don't care if you give me $5, five or $500 for me to guide you through a workout or get you in shape. Mm -hmm. I take that very serious. And I'm, I'm honored that you're giving, you think, that much of me to pay me mm -hmm. to train you. Mm -hmm. So I, I went all out with all of my clients. Um, I fell in love with it, man. Uh, like your mom had the lady who lost 50 pounds. I had a lady uh, named Jane, shout out to Jane. Jane was, when she came to me, she was about to get a gastric bypass, but she, when before that operation, you still need to lose about 20 pounds, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So they sent her to a trainer. She came to get a trainer. So, just looking at her, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know, her 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 knees kind of caved in, her feet like everything was off. Right, mm -hmm. you could tell she never did anything physical in her life. So, I said, all right, let's start. Right. So I, I just went through the motions with her. I you know I wrote out a, a, a loose uh, a diet. Right, because I'm not a nutritionist, and you're not supposed to really write out nutrition plans when you're not a nutritionist, but I kind of gave her an idea of how she should be eating. Mm -hmm. And uh, and in the training, you know, I walked her through mm -hmm. and just the basics, because I'm big on the basics, right? Just the basics. And she was getting better and better and better and better. And it's an addicting feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're overweight and you're trying to lose weight, that very beginning, and I always tell people, it's gonna be the hardest. You're not used to it. Everything's gonna hurt. You're not gonna see results that fast. And you're gonna see all of these in-shape fit people around you. You're not mm -hmm. gonna wanna be around them. Mm -hmm. You're insecure, but you gotta stick with it. It's mm -hmm. gonna come off. So, and that started happening. And she came out to be a, like if you put her up there with all the other fit chicks, she fits right in now, you know <laughs> what I mean? And it was so cool. Like she lost over a hundred pounds. Yeah. It was so cool to me to see her having a social life, dating, happy just a whole new person yeah right and i got like you to where first of all i didn't even know about bodybuilding as a sport like that wasn't part of my world mm -hmm. right so i wasn't into that at all now as i'm starting to get more and more clients yeah i'm getting people that want that want this and and i would take on everybody in the beginning i had to take on anybody i can get yeah so <clears throat> i built my business up enough like i went from corporate to independent in a year and I got to really kind of pick and choose when I you know sure. and uh, I didn't want anybody that d didn't really need a trainer you know what I mean I wanted people who needed needed me mm -hmm. and I had people who they couldn't necessarily afford it but I would stay with them anyway mm -hmm. because I'm like I'm gonna see you through it's okay mm -hmm. you know I never put money or business over like my main goal and my main objective so I really have I think everybody, if you ever help somebody, mm -hmm. if you ever help somebody enhance their life for the better, it's an addictive feeling. I'm not even saying it's coming from some super noble place like yeah. Mother Teresa. Maybe it's my own ego that feels good when I give you these guidelines and Helping it works for you out. and yeah. you tell me, yeah. it feels good to me, so I wanna keep sure. doing it. So, But whatever my reason is, I like helping people. Mm -hmm. I, I, I get something from that. And um, I think just as people, as human beings, we uh, we always are looking for purpose or meaning in life, and maybe that's part of my reasoning for 
enjoying mm -hmm. that that whole process. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I was big on tra just training. Um, I had a lot of like uh, law enforcement guys, and and my thing, I'm a creative person, right? So I'm like, hmm, what can, let me do with you. What do you really need? So I would just come up with. I had a whole thing, man. Like I would do combat training, strength and conditioning, like metabolic conditioning, and then having them spar each other, like crazy stuff to kind of simulate. If you have to go out there and chase somebody with 40 pounds of gear on and then catch him yeah. and then whoop his ass. Yeah. And he's on meth, so he's stronger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I had to get these guys ready to be, uh, get used to being comfortable in uncomfortable positions. Yeah. And um, my boxing background had me, that's where my mind was because boxing is a sport to where you can never get, you're nobody, no boxer mm -hmm. ever is so legit with endurance to where they're not getting tired. Mm -hmm. They just learn how to uh, uh, compete yeah. under, the, under duress, really, yeah. under physical and mental duress. Mm -hmm. So that's what I like to try to teach these guys. Mm -hmm. And, um, <clears throat> Man, I trained every, before Mike Rashid was a big name, every type of person, mm -hmm. celebrities, uh, um, athletes, uh, law enforcement, soccer moms, you know, skinny guys that wanted some confidence, yeah. you know? And I'm big on that, man. I, I uh, you know, I'm telling like, man, stand straight up. Mm. Do it like this, speak it like this, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it became more of like, like life coaching as well and I learned some valuable leadership skills and all of that stuff as a personal trainer per personal training I seen the benefit in so many people's life I had a, I had blind people I had an old guy these are the people that I'm choosing now yeah. I want him yeah I had a guy that was 70 something years old his name was Gibb and he would no he was 67 but he looked like 78 right uh, you know he was hunched over he was tall he was posture was bad and I'm like lifting may not be for him right and I'm trying to figure it out so you know we, I would have him doing brisk walks because he couldn't really jog yet mm -hmm. yet I got him I got him sprinting after a while but once I got him pretty conditioned then I started doing boxing with him right mm -hmm. and uh yeah high blood pressure you know the whole nine and he loved it I mean he was just so Oh man, that that was so exciting! Can we can we do the can we do this? I'm like, that's it, yeah. That's what we that's that's you know. So I will find things. It wasn't about me. What I want for you, it's like I'm gonna use my better my best judgment, mm -hmm. but I'm also gonna try to find something that makes you happy. Fits for you, that, yeah. right? That, yeah, you know, because yeah, training can be hard, all of that stuff. But why not? What's wrong with enjoying it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I seen that this was giving this guy another lease mm -hmm. on life, right? And he was getting healthier. So I take it really serious. There, I got YouTube videos like advice to trainers, shit that I take very serious. Yeah. And uh, I, I always have I have a dream. I don't know how to pull this about, but I feel like, you know, you can go get your stomach stapled. You can get gastric bypass and insurance will pay for it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, cause they're not, okay, they're losing weight, but they're not, they're not learning anything. Yeah. And they're not getting healthier in the process of them losing weight. Yeah. They just, boom, all right. Band-Aid fix, right? Yeah. It's not a lot so of like, Why isn't personal training, I would love to get it to the point to where that's covered by insurance. Mm -hmm. 
like that's an option mm-hmm. outside of gastric bypass and everything else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I've seen it. I, I've helped somebody not need that. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So one day, Sean, we're gonna make this happen. It should be a prerequisite. You know what I mean? Right. Like they, before any they of that do stuff. just a little you gotta lose ten pounds, twenty pounds. Yeah. But it's not covered. But it's not training either. It's just like they tell you to right, do it. Exactly. Do whatever yeah, exactly. you have to say. They usually do actually hurt themselves. Well, mm-hmm. it's a short term thing, right? Yeah. It's like, like lose it's this period of weight, get the then, get the then you operation, eat your surgery, yeah. and then right. go back to doing what yeah. you were doing before. Usually the they'll, they'll, they'll probably they'll, starve themselves. Yeah, they'll usually yeah. actually hurt themselves Take some more. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 So anyway, that's you know oh and then so that is what kind of got me into all of this, mm-hmm. and. Um, what got people into knowing who I was mm-hmm. was uh, I was instead of you know I tracked everything everything every number every and that was another thing I, I was a very successful personal trainer mm-hmm. and part of my success is I was very organized with and I was very uh, them getting results and seeing improvement was important to me yeah. and it was important to them and they stayed with me and mm-hmm. referred friends to me mm-hmm. as a result of that mm-hmm. and the results that I'm talking about is not just their body composition but it was their performance in the gym mm-hmm. right they were loving that like so outside of that I would record their workouts mm-hmm. or some of the progress on YouTube because I thought it would be cooler than just having it on paper to have it on video yep remember you couldn't do two pull-ups night night on 20 yeah. exactly yeah for real. it was so cool so um and then I would like come up with cool workouts and complexes and all of this stuff, and I would put it on the internet, on on YouTube, and and Facebook through YouTube, and I would get more clients like that. Uh-huh. Right, it was giving it was giving me more business. So every now and then I'll throw a workout of my own, mm-hmm. you know, and people were really liking it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's how it started happening for me. Yeah. and I it was never. See, I see nowadays, and there's nothing wrong with this, but people, you know, everybody got Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they're living a the life. Okay. And they're coming out the gate mm-hmm. with wanting to have a brand. Yeah. And I have people all the time, like, I'm just trying to start my fitness brand. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. So I have to walk what? people down. Uh, I, they come to me for advice. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, what do, you, what, do you, what do you need advice with? And I'm like, well, how do I, like... My brand, I want to get my brand out there. So they don't really know what they want mm-hmm. or they don't know how to articulate it. So I say, all right, so I take it you want to be able to afford yourself a, a really nice lifestyle off of your passion, training, and, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I say, okay, so you probably want to, as many people following you as possible so you can pitch products or whatever, or your services, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so why should anybody follow you? Mm-hmm. Because I'm dedicated. Man, it's just I'm you know. It's, it, I'm so I'm so happy you brought this up because this is a big thing for me at the moment is is social media and one of the big things that I'm big on on all forms of social. You know, you mentioned mm-hmm. YouTube yeah. and Instagram, but all forms of social is so many people are using it. You know, their primary purpose is to create business. Right. Whereas, you know, I feel the primary purpose should be to create value. Right. For people. Right. You know, and right. that's where you started with your, you know, yeah, as you mentioned, with your first, your first YouTube videos right. was about creating value for if, your clients. If you really look at my stuff. Yeah. I still don't go that hard on business stuff. Yeah. I very, like, I, my one sale I do a year mm-hmm. is my birthday. That's it. Mm-hmm. One sale a year. Mm-hmm. And I don't, so... 
I could I see everybody else pitching, pitching. I don't, don't want to do all that. You know what I mean? And I know the more that I post about things, I sell more. But yeah. I'm just not like I love money like the next person, right? Um, I'm fortunate enough to have some alliances and partnerships with very smart, intelligent people, and we all do good business together, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I've diversified, and I have a lot of things going on. I have one thing, one, uh, we were talking about Robert Kiyosaki earlier, but I read his book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, a long time ago, mm -hmm. and one thing that really stuck out to me is like, eh, it's not realistic that everybody's gonna hit that one idea like Bill Gates or, you know, yeah. uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah. So what you do is you have multiple streams. Mm -hmm. You know, you get there another way. So I've always been big on that. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna do this, mm -hmm. and I can do that, mm -hmm. and I can do this, mm -hmm. and I can do that. And that's what I do. So I'm not stressing about shoving product in people's faces yeah. 24-7. I, yeah. I just don't do it. Not that it doesn't work. It's an effective tactic, but that's not my thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm still on that, trying to give people value. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Most Every now and then, it's just I'm just being silly or whatever. Yeah. But I'm trying to I'm trying to help people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um. And that's pretty much it. it. Like like you said, you know. But 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 that's what I see nowadays. It's just people starting out the gate. Yeah. And they really have nothing to offer. That's right. And they want to. Well, how can I? They're trying. They're trying to take before they give. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? And people are like, well, can I send you one of my shirts? And yeah, you, yeah. you wear it, and I'm like, <laughs> it's like, no, nah, I won't. I won't. That's not gonna it's work. It's probably not even a good design. Yeah. For one, yeah. But two is, come on, man. Yeah. You know, think. It's fascinating how people don't even think about this stuff. Mm. You know, they just they just speak. Mm. You know, so. But anyway, that was how I kind of got. You know, into fitness. About me. Yeah, yeah. into fitness. I feel like I've been fitness all my life. The whole you know, time. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Most, now it's a thing. Now, now it yeah. is a thing. It's yeah. kind of caught up. We are. We're transitioning into business, and I do mm. want to get there real quick. But just to finish off the the fitness side of things, I'm gonna head back to you, Sean. You know, with all of your experience from the from the fitness side of of what you do, your one piece of advice that you could give to, to, to somebody, regardless of their health and fitness goal, just like general piece of fitness advice. Yeah, the, the summary the summary of my yeah, advice yeah. is that you should never sacrifice your mission, which should be to build and maintain long-term health and wellness for short-term gains or losses if it's fat loss that you are after mm -hmm. or gains in muscle or anything like that because here's why strength is temporary abs don't mean you're healthy low body fat doesn't mean you're healthy um homeless people got abs yeah yeah because they're hungry so this these are not the marker the markers in today's world of health mm -hmm. in, in terms of the fitness space mm -hmm. the markers that are being used to measure success mm -hmm. being a big bench press big deadlift big squat shredded abs, you know, overly developed glutes, they all, all these things, they're not markers of health. Mm -hmm. And they're cool right now. Um, and they're cool for a, a short time frame, but they're not what is going to ultimately lead you to have a, a long and productive life. Mm -hmm. And they're things that come at a cost oftentimes. Mm -hmm. if, it's, if it's a guy trying to maintain super shredded abs, you're gonna have poor hormone levels, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you're a girl, you're gonna not be able to have a child, mm -hmm. right? So there's there are downsides to the things that are being currently presented as ideal or the things we should be striving for. Yeah. And you have to find that balance where if you're a competitor, of course, you're gonna do that for your show, but uh, that's a separate nature. Less than 1% of people who work out 
are going to compete. Yeah. So for everyone else, you need to find that balance point where you feel good about yourself. You yeah. feel happy, you feel yeah. healthy, you feel functional. You're not just thinking about food all the time, nor do you have to do an hour of cardio a day just to maintain a certain level of body fat. Find that point. That is what this entire journey is about. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm, you know, I'm ten over ten years in, and I'm I'm really settling into that now. Like, mm -hmm. oh man, I, I still don't feel like I have it, but I'm continuing to work for that. Like, that enjoying what I do every day, enjoying the food that I eat every day, but not depriving myself and not feeling like I have to strive for this standard, which is really just came out of nowhere. And uh -huh. there, there is no correlation between any of those things, the bench squat, deadlift, shredded abs, big glute, none of these things correlate to health, none of them. Mm -hmm. So why are, we, why are we chasing them? Especially if we don't compete, you know, a lot of people. So I've done, I've done uh, natural bodybuilding competitions in the past and I've even won a few of them, but that's not my future. Mm -hmm. So for me to chase after that, that's not, that's not it for me. And it's not it for, I'm gonna say, nine out of 10 people listening to this right now. Mm -hmm. So that's my, my take home. Yeah, my one I, piece of advice i love that piece of advice so much yeah it's it's you know I, I feel like so many people you know especially especially the millennial generation and gen y as well you know get distracted by the the social pressures of looking a particular way and using those short-term fitness markers as you know the be all to end all of health and fitness uh and i just think it's a distraction you know, and uh, and I'm so happy to hear that piece of advice because I think that a lot of people can take a lot from that. That's that's very very cool. Yeah, and it, you know what? Real quick, it transitions past fitness. Also, mm -hmm. by the way, mm -hmm. forget about business. That transitions into life. A lot of times, people use markers that they're striving for mm -hmm. that are going to indicate, let's say, happiness. Mm -hmm. Like right, you you look at someone the way that someone presents themselves on Instagram or any type of social media platform, mm -hmm. you see what they want you to see and these are markers of happiness like driving X car, yeah. living in X place, yeah. shopping at these places, wearing yeah. these clothes. Yeah. None of these things correlate to happiness. Mm -hmm. None of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because most of the happiest people I know are not the most wealthiest people I know. Mm -hmm. I do know very wealthy people who are very happy, but it's not because of the shit they have. Mm -hmm. It's because of the way they live their life. Mm -hmm. It's because they're on this journey to find their happiness. They're constantly doing those things. Just like I'm saying, I'm on this journey to find my wellness and yeah. to continue to see what does that mean to me? How do I, what makes me feel the best? And, mm -hmm. and what can I do every day that I love to do, mm -hmm. right? Because if you wake up every day and you're someone who's trying to maintain super low body fat, and every day you know that you're ending and starting every day hungry and thinking about food, mm -hmm. and you need to spend an hour doing cardio just to maintain this body fat level, why are you doing that? Yeah. What is the outcome? So don't do that in any area of life. Don't, don't ask yourself why you're chasing the markers you're chasing. Mm -hmm. Cause is there a correlation between that and what you actually want? So yeah. in fitness, none of these things lead to health. In life, none of those things lead to happiness. They're just things you could have or not have. Mm -hmm. But don't set, false, don't set false goals based on other people. Don't, right. don't succumb to social pressure. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I wanna add on to what Sean is saying. I, I agree 100% with, with Sean with you, I'm saying Sean like he's not here, with Sean, he said about 10 seconds ago. But, uh, you know, I, I I have a little bit of a different of perspective on it, but the same goal. Um, <clears throat> I have a friend who, you know, started making really good money, right, in fitness, and somebody I care about, and was about to buy $200,000 car. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, nah, bro. I wanted to talk him out of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, wait a minute, you had, mm-mm-mm. and you know, I remember I was in Miami in a car that I used to have, and I felt silly in the car. Mm-hmm. It was like embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Most people would think that this is a dream car, mm-hmm. but I was kind of embarrassed in the car. Like, what am I doing in this car? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would get to my gym and I would like drive and park a little bit further just so people didn't see it. Until you get that out, doesn't right? make sense, right? Yeah. But it makes sense because I had to experience it. Mm-hmm. And I was about to, I said, nah, do it, get it. You got a good head on your shoulders, you'll see that it's not. You know what I mean? You gotta go through But that. experience yeah. it, it's cool, yeah. fuck it. You know what I mean? And that, that is a social, especially in our world, where you see a lot of you know CEOs showing their cars, nice cars, exotic cars, et cetera. So people feel like, I gotta do that too. Um, not everybody, some people just really are into cars. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I say just do it, experience it, live it. And when it comes to, cause I was the guy chasing a 500 pound bench press, 600 pound squat, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I achieved those things. And for me, it was more of this. I knew that's not a career for me. That wasn't gonna, however, and I'm gonna just keep it real. It was helping with like my my persona with people. Yo, this guy is 215, 220 pounds, he's been 500 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch him, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it was like, it, did, it helped me business-wise to an extent, yeah. right? Cause it did separate me apart from a lot of my peers because the guys doing the numbers that I was doing, this guy's way smaller than me, stronger than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it was the CEOs doing what I was doing that looked like me. They, were, they gotta be big, you know Correct. what I mean? So yeah. so it, I felt like it kind of differentiated me to an extent, right? But I know that's not that's not long-term, uh-huh. you know, it's not, and it's not a, but I needed to go through that yeah. to see how the downside of that stuff was you know what I mean because it was like man I'm in pain every day mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so um you know I did a powerlifting meet my numbers is on the records I'm done with that <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> you know but I do me personally I've I've had uh I've always I got like a rush from just feeling that heavy weight you know what I mean even like I so leading up to my fight at my boxing match in February, I didn't really train any any weight training besides squats occasionally for about three months, mm-hmm. right? I just wanted to lose some muscle so I could be nice and loose and fluid. And when I started back lifting, when I was getting into like some fairly heavy weights, it felt, I felt that, that feeling, it felt good to mm-hmm. my body physically. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I missed this, you know what I mean? I'm never gonna try to go for a 500 pound bench press again or anything like that, mm-hmm. you know, cause I am in it for the longevity and for, listen, whether I live another five years or another 80 years, I just want my years to be graceful, you know? Sure. Out of, not in the hospital, no physical ailments, no medical anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, a 500 pound bench press is not gonna allow me that. It's gonna put me in pain a lot. Tendinitis, the whole nine. But I needed to go through that so I can counsel young guys now. Mm-hmm. And I don't wanna, you know, if somebody wanna do that, do it. If you really wanna achieve that, go for it, bro. Do what you gotta do, you know. But it's not long term. I can, you know, I can really give them a, a really comprehensive breakdown on the pros and cons, mm-hmm. right? Some people don't care. They wanna, you know. I got this thing. I say live like a lion. But some people take it a whole different way. 
living like a lion is a short, aggressive, powerful life, but it's an awesome life. Mm -hmm. If that's what you want, do it. I don't see anything wrong with whatever anybody want to do, mm -hmm. as long as it's not harming anybody else. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, people, there's a lot of people that used to criticize Rich Piana, right? I'm like, he lived the life that he wanted to live. Most definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was the king of that. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine him at 80? Do you want to? Do you want to see a 60-year-old Tupac? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. You can't imagine these things, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Certain things are just, certain people are just fit and they want to do what they want to do. Correct. Now, me personally, I, I see that a lot of people follow me a lot. I have a lot of influence on some, some people, especially young guys. So I feel it is my responsibility and it's just who I am to offer the best advice that I could possibly, that I feel that I can possibly give. Mm -hmm. So 20... The beginning of 2017, I did a video. No, the end of 2016, <laughs> I did a video, and I said, it's called therapy. And I said, look, just so y'all know, I'm not doing a crazy amount of reps. I'm not trying to out-bench or out-squat anybody. I'm, I might skip a couple days in between training. This is just my therapy, that's it. Uh -huh. I'm not powerlifting, I'm not bodybuilding, I'm not doing any of that. This is just therapy. Mm -hmm. I do it when I, I'm gonna come in the gym when I feel like it. And just, just for my, my own peace of mind, right? I'm not locked into what everybody else is doing and trying to compete with them, Correct. you know? So there was a time when I would see somebody bench, I'm like, all right, okay, watch this. Go out doing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just the competitive nature in me, you know what I mean? Yeah, and man, I don't I think that. there's anything wrong with, with, with yeah. being competitive, yeah. Yeah. you know? But, you know, I gotta go through certain things. Like I'm 41, uh -huh. I've lived a lot of life, I've experienced I know what certain things feel like. I know it feels good, but doesn't, you know? And where I'm at now is a longevity play or a graceful living play, you know? Uh -huh. And what does that mean, Mike Rashid? Um, I eat once a day. We could talk about why later. Um, I meditate. I try to go to bed before 10, uh -huh. you know? I run, I take cold showers sometimes, you know? I, I sit in saunas, you know what I mean? A huge chunk of my days are outside of business and work stuff is just therapeutic for me, you know, because running is therapeutic for me, mm -hmm. right? And it's good for my lungs and mm -hmm. my, my heart, mm -hmm. and my, you know, so I, I'm into these things, you know, so, and uh, I started taking my health really serious around 2016, like my real health, not the muscles, sure. you know? And um, when I got my blood work, I was like, oh, I'm not as healthy as I thought I was. Did you? Yeah, you, are you one of these guys that kind of avoided getting blood work done for a while? I just never. I'm. I'm never sick. I never really had a need like to. You, yeah, so yeah. I thought. Yeah, for real. And most people. And most people are like they, that, right? Yeah, they if don't you, know. If, right. you, if there's nothing wrong, why? And, and the problem is, yeah. y'all listening, you won't know if you don't get checked. You won't know until it's really bad. Mm -hmm. When you're feeling mm -hmm. something weird in mm -hmm. your, you know. Mm -hmm is bad yeah you know yeah. sometimes you can find out things and a lot of things are prevent reversible and preventative mm -hmm. and the things that you could do to prevent them is is how you eat mm -hmm. and, and, and your nutri your nutrition and your, your physical activities literally we don't need doctors and in, in, in medicine we literally don't you know so um when i seen that i was like all right let me stop fucking around yeah yeah, yeah. you know and, stuff. and now everything is good man and um when I, uh, my last time getting checked, like everything was in February 
and it was just all my medicals that I needed for, like, as a professional boxer, they put you through a battery of tests mm -hmm. to make sure, because they, the commission don't want to get sued if of something course. happens yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah, of course. So, and over 39, they give you even extra, uh -huh. they put you through extra stuff. Uh -huh. So, man, every, like, every doctor, cardiologist, to this, to that, they were all so impressed with everything. It just made me feel great. Mm. I wanted to Snapchat her. Y'all see that? Can you say that again? Can you say that again? No, say it take a look at this shit. You know, so, so Mike, yeah. take, take, you know, taking all of this, if you were to kind of like distill it all down mm -hmm. to like your one piece of, of fitness advice, general health and fitness advice, what would that look like? Man, I got so much, but because I have advice for people in different situations of course what they do. yeah yeah For but let's young, say let's say regardless of situation like if you're if you're talking to okay. you know a, a skinny young guy who wants mm -hmm. to build muscle mm -hmm. or an overweight middle-aged okay. lady who wants to lose weight what's it's that what's simple. that look like be consistent mm -hmm. that's it mm -hmm. consistency trumps talent mm -hmm. it trumps hookups connections up to it. consistency mm -hmm. one thing about me my entire life I've been into training and being trying to be healthy and, and strong and fast and athletic. And at age at the age of 40, I took my first professional boxing match in the most uh, dangerous division, heavyweights, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And I fought a guy half my age. Mm -hmm. And the younger you are, the more the advantage you have. Of course, yeah. Right? Like, people retired from boxing in their 30s, you know? But I was in there, and I'm the young man. You know what I mean? And that's because of consistency, you know? So um, I say consistency. There you go. Now we have, we have spoken, you know, we, we've kind of blended over here, which is fine because we've spoken about business a fair bit, but I do want to kind of switch gears now okay. um, because both of you guys have, you know, been involved in business for, for quite some time now and, and run multiple successful businesses. So Sean, let's, let's start with you, man and kind of where, you know, we've had your little bit of fitness introduction. How did that then kind of lead to business and, and what does that look like for, for Sean? Yeah, well, so at the same time as I was always wanting to find an outlet for this passion that was growing with health and nutrition, I also had a big time desire for business. I was always an entrepreneur. I was the one who wanted a pair of Kobe's so bad when, when Kobe had his first shoe with Adidas. Right. I wanted it so bad. My dad was like, "No, we're not. We're not gonna buy you a hundred and thirty dollar pair of shoes." Which is funny now because that's like that's that's, like that's low now. Yeah. But it was a hundred. It was one twenty nine, and that was crazy back then. Right. That's how much like the crazy shoes cost back then was like one hundred twenty bucks. Right. And he's like, "No, we're not buying that for you. You're you're twelve. You know, you right. can't have that." Like, knock it off. Yeah. He's like, "If you want that, you know how you could get it." And I was like, "How?" He said, "You'll figure it out." So, right. I did. I made I made a menu. Of of because uh, I would watch my dad. He would he's someone who takes a lot of pride in his possession. Someone who takes really good care of his stuff. Someone mm -hmm. I learned from him. Mm -hmm. He would clean his car like himself. He would like detail it himself mm -hmm. on the weekends. Um, he would clean it and whatever, take it out and then put it just put it away. You know, just clean it. So I I, I watch him and I, I put together a list of all the things he would do, right. and I made myself a flyer for how I would wash people's cars. Right. I even made a couple of levels. If I, they wanted a basic yeah. one, Platinum. or if they wanted, yeah, yeah a middle yeah. level, yeah, and a full yeah. detail. And I got all my supplies together and I, I put them all in, in, a, in a little basket. And I went from door to door in my neighborhood and I literally sold 
detailing, car detailing, nice. when I was 12. And I, in one weekend, bought those shoes, nice. you know, that he told me I, I couldn't have unless if I figured it out. He said, you'll, the only way you need those shoes, it bad enough is if you figure out a way to get them. And right. he didn't tell me how to get them. Right. He just told me I would figure it out. Right. And I said, okay, I'll figure it out. And I did. You know, and of course people were, were generous to me because I was a, a little kid and I got more money than I probably should have, <laughs> but I didn't care. Right. So I, I, I came back with, with, the, with the 125 bucks. I was like yeah. just a little bit short. Yeah. And I was like, dad, this is what I got. Right. He's like, what can we do? He's like, well, you don't have enough for tax. So he's like, you can wash our car and then we'll pay for the tax. Nice. So I got those shoes and that was my first taste of like entrepreneurship mm -hmm. because making a supplement line is not entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. identifying a problem and working towards solving right. it that's entrepreneurship Ooh, yeah. there's such a distinct difference between being a business owner and being an entrepreneur Correct. most yeah. definitely so you have to look at and find problems in the, in a marketplace or just in the world and if you're an entrepreneur like I'm I'm really not a true entrepreneur I would say I'm more like half entrepreneur I would say someone like Mike is more of an entrepreneur than me because mm -hmm. uh, I like the operations part, whereas Mike is always like identifying problems mm -hmm. at a faster rate than I am. Mm -hmm. I find one and I kind of just want to like dive into it, but Mike has like such a, a mind space for finding new problems mm -hmm. at, at a much faster rate than I do. But you identify a problem and you work towards solving it, that becomes a business. Mm -hmm. So you can be a businessman and not be an entrepreneur, and you can be an entrepreneur but a terrible businessman. There is like, there's overlap. It's mm -hmm. a Venn diagram, of course, but they're not the same thing. Mm -hmm. And they have been treated as synonyms a little bit mm -hmm. lately. Uh, and everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. And I'm like, well, being an entrepreneur is pretty hard. Yeah. 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 So that was my first little taste of it. But luckily, when I was in school, when I went to Michigan State, I was able to craft my own education in a way that helped me a little bit. I learned most of it in the real world, but I was able to do entrepreneurship business with human nutrition. So for my entrepreneurship part of my degree in the business school at Michigan State, they actually let you go work with businesses. Uh -huh. They like send you there to put you to work. Uh -huh. And so you identify problems, learn about numbers, learn about real world things that, that, that these real businesses are going through. So I got a taste of that and that, that like made me like extra hungry for it. I was like, man, this is amazing. You're controlling your own outcome. Right. So why I, why I like being in business is because I'm in control of my outcome. So if I fail, it's my fault. If I do great, you know, I get a lot of the credit. I like to give as much of it as possible to everyone who's around me for doing their part, but I, I like to be ultimately in control. It's not like when you're part of a huge corporation where there's so many other things going on that you could be fired or, or the company could fail when you had nothing to do with it. Or you could just do your job for 20 years, 30 years, and never really have changed anything. You're just a, you're, you basically push a button. You know, like right. you, you fulfill a, a necessary requirement, but you're not impacting anything. You don't really mm -hmm. have the power to impact anything. Right. You just have to fulfill a process. You are a cog in the wheel, so, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want that. And that led me towards personal training, right? I was training definitely uh, nutrition. So I was doing these things on, on the side, but what really started towards a career for me was when I walked into a, a nutrition store and I was like, already knowing more than, than the people who were working there and the guy who actually owned it. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that moment in time, he's like, do you want a job? And I was like, maybe, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, that was a max muscle store. 
And uh, I ended up becoming a part of that store, a partner of that store. Over time, I earned earned equity and earned a position there. And I saw and learned about business really that way. I already had a business degree, but I learned about business by being able to affect the outcomes of that store. And that led me towards HPN because as an entrepreneur then, this was biz- that's business what I was doing. I was just working a business model right. that was in place. But then I identified a problem. And this was in 2009, so it's way different than 2018. Mm-hmm. In 2009, half of the companies out there or more were making their products in garages or warehouses. They weren't using CGMP manufacturing because it wasn't required by law at that Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were just making stuff in their garage or in a warehouse or in a basement somewhere, mixing it in a cement mixer. Some companies still do. (laughs) But they were were manufacturing in this way where the products could not be tested or could not be trusted or relied upon to be accurate. In addition, they were putting things in their products that weren't on the labels intentionally Mm -hmm. to deceive consumers, meaning they would put more stimulant in there so you feel something, or they would put illegal ingredients in there mm-hmm. so that you feel something, or vice versa, they were leaving things out that were supposed to be in there. Mm-hmm. And I knew this through the grapevine, mm-hmm. but here I am at a very, very successful nutrition store with clientele that are you know, millionaires, that, that are just very wealthy people, or professional athletes because I was starting to be building a small name for myself doing nutrition for, for Major League Baseball players in this area particularly. Uh, and then guys would get traded, they would go to other teams and that would like spread my, my little network. So I had all these guys who are getting paid millions of dollars a year from their body, from their output of their body, asking me what products to take. And they would buy them from my store, of course, we would ship them anywhere in the world that they were. I couldn't trust any of these companies. I could give them really like one product or two products. One of them at the time was like Muscle Milk, Cytosport, was one of the only companies who was doing the testing that these guys needed for me to be able to sleep at night knowing that I'm not putting them in danger. Mm -hmm. Because there was companies doing really cool shit, but then I know from talking to them that they make their stuff in a garage. They have cool ingredients and ideas, but they're doing it in a low quality way. Mm -hmm. Then there's companies like Cytosport who were doing all the quality stuff, but their products were so boring or pedestrian or downright bad, the formulas. So they have like, they have everything that you would want in terms of quality control, but the actual contain, contain, uh, what is in the bottle, the the contents of the bottle was certified high quality crap. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know exactly what's in it, but it's it's boring and it's not gonna help anyone. So these guys want the cutting edge and these guys, a lot of people who are pro athletes that have failed drug tests, we know they're lying. They they they, they blame it on supplements. They're lying, but mm-hmm. they, you know they knew what they were doing. It does happen. But it does happen. Yeah. It does for a fact that we we met a, a guy yeah. not far not long mm-hmm. ago that and I and I actually knew a little bit more about how it happened. But yeah. people take over the counter supplements thinking that they're okay when they're not, and they fail drug tests, and it ruins their lives, yeah. ruins their careers at least yeah. maybe not their life but they have to then you know their, their livelihood mm-hmm. they can't make money anymore from what they were doing so I, I identified this as a problem I said someone's got to fill this gap why isn't someone making crazy effective products with cutting edge science and doing the testing right so being that my passion was trying to help people live well I also didn't want to make the compromise of 
using ingredients that were cutting edge or like really effective but dangerous for people mm -hmm. because at the time, 1,3-dimethylamylamine was really blowing up, which was what was in the original Jack 3D ever, yeah, yeah. which yeah. was one of the fastest selling supplements of all time outside of like Ephedra. Mm -hmm. uh, one more rep. Yeah, all, all those products, but they all came after, right after Jack 3D. Mm -hmm. Jack uh, was the, the, yeah, the OG. Yeah, that, yeah, so everyone was putting that in their products. That was like the, that was the type of a landmark decision. Like I'm gonna make a training formula, I'm not going to put that in there. Right. Because I understand that this ingredient, while it is very effective, has downsides. You do have, do a, a, a tremendous amount of damage to your nervous system. So why would I wanna put this in a product that is supposed to help people get healthier? So they're relying on this to train. We're basically simulating the feeling of being attacked by a, a an armed assailant or a lion, mm -hmm. but now they're just gonna go lift weights. Right. Well, of course they're gonna be stronger, but they're wreaking havoc on their body to do it. Mm -hmm. So we're we're really, you know, stealing from one pocket to pay the other for in that situation. So I saw an opportunity with HPN and I, I attacked it. And uh, that's what led to HPN in 2010. Came out the gate and really went after this pro athlete business because I was like, man, I'm gonna make the product that all the pros are gonna use. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be legit. I'm gonna be a millionaire. But then I didn't do the business part first, right? I thought about the idea. It took me a year to realize that, wait a minute, this is such a small target market. Right. If you add up the four major American sports, the NFL, MLB, NHL, and, uh, yeah, and yeah. NBA, yeah. you have right around 10,000 athletes that are actually on the teams, not counting all the minors. Mm -hmm. There's not that many of these guys and girls. You know, there's not that many of them. There's actually more people in Costa Mesa who are viable candidates for HPN products than there are pro athletes. Mm -hmm. So in our in our area, immediate 15 mile radius, I have a bigger and probably better target market because they're easier to reach, they're cheaper to reach. They don't want like the crazy deals and sponsorships that mm -hmm. pro athletes want. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I had to realize and, and understand that the pro athlete business that I had gotten, which was pretty cool, we had a few dozen teams, it wasn't it, mm -hmm. it wasn't it. And I realized, wait a minute, I'm over here dealing with these guys who already have access to everything. I wanna help the world, so I need to change my message and my approach. Mm -hmm. And that's when we start focusing on working with people just like myself who wanna be healthier, who wanna be well, and wanna take products that can help with that. Mm -hmm. And that change in path is what led me to making friends and meeting people like Mike, like Mark, like Doug, people who are like-minded that also want that. And that's, everything's come from that, that change of heart where, okay, let me stop focusing solely on performance athletics and really start delivering this message to the world. And you know the, the the cool thing about that, Sean, is that really ties back into your your fitness. The, right. the piece that you gave us on fitness, where you were talking about, you know, your motivation was to help people improve their 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 health over the long term and improve their lives as a consequence of that. And it's funny that you kind of went full circle with the business side of things from you know the top level performance professional athletes now back to originally what you got got you into health and fitness in the first place it's kind of cool yeah we are actually and, and to, to like solidify that commitment we are as we speak by the time this is live it's probably done we're in the middle of redoing our complete branding presentation we're moving towards 
not being a science-oriented company like a high-performance nutrition, we are actually calling ourselves HPN, mm -hmm. a wellness company, mm -hmm. literally now. Mm -hmm. that, is our, that is our new direction stated and intended. That's mm -hmm. how we're moving forward. Everything that we do is through that lens. So I'm not even gonna be referring to HPN as high-performance nutrition. Mm -hmm. There's HPN, a wellness company. That's mm -hmm. it, because that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Even, it was so funny when you were talking about how people gotta go through stuff. They gotta get that car. They gotta get that bench press. Mm -hmm. But, and I agree with you, because they do. I, I've done, never. I'm never gonna bench 500 pounds probably, but I've done a lot of those things. And it, you realize once you do them that it's just part of the journey. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the end. Right. Mm -hmm. So people right now, they might think that that 500 pound bench press is the end. No, it's just a notch. Mm -hmm. It's just a notch on the belt. Some, it's yeah. one thing that you did, but it's a, it's a journey. We're just, we're mm -hmm. continuing to move it's and some, we're, we're getting more. It's something for your grandkids to brag about. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a legacy. That yeah. six pack, it's that not. six pack isn't gonna be when you're like, I did it, yeah. Yeah. I did it. Look at everyone, I did it. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy though, it's crazy is when I've seen people that do that, they'll go through hell to get a six pack. And yeah. They, they book a photo shoot, that was it. That's it. Like, now what? Like, okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting, mm. you know? But that's why I get out there and tell people that. I try to, like, look, guys. I've, see, I've been telling people, like, look, I always say, like, abs are not important. Mm. Like, homeless people have abs. I've always said that. You know what I'm saying? That's not the end all to health at all. You know, it's malnourishment at some point. I'm not saying everybody with abs are malnourished or unhealthy, but most people on Instagram are. Yeah. You it's know? not it's not a marker of health. Exactly. You know, it's a exactly. short term thing. And like you said, I mean, there's tons of people in this industry with no kids that probably will never have like in their forties now. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Women who don't have menstrual cycles. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're not supposed they're not supposed to be in single digit body uh, body fat percentages. For real, is not a good look. Yeah. Transition mm -hmm. to Mark now mm -hmm. that we've now that we've got you on the mic, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your your business uh, introduction. Mm -hmm. How did you How did you kind of we, We've kind of spoken a little bit about right, it, right. I guess, with the fitness side of things yeah. and the personal training yeah. and kind of how that went. But then, how did you? I guess, where did the business piece come in? You know, the pure. Yeah, I'll get into that. Yeah, let's go for that. Um, so, <clears throat> the personal training. When I all right, so when I was a personal trainer at a at a gym, working for the gym, I gave myself a one year uh, plan, mm -hmm. and um, in that plan was to get several certifications. Mm -hmm was to acquire a decent size uh, client base. Um, there was a few more things, but the main thing was after that year, take my clients to a independent gym. Sure. Right? And so, this, is, this is 2010, 2011? Yeah, 10, 11, somewhere sure. around there. Yeah. I think it was 2010 mm -hmm. when I had that goal, mm -hmm. at 11. And in that year, I did it. I achieved everything that I said that I, that I wrote out. Mm -hmm. It's something powerful to writing out goals. Mm -hmm. I don't know what. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in magic, mm -hmm. but maybe magic works. <laughs> so everything I put on there, mm -hmm. and it wasn't like I kept going back to the book. I yeah. just happened to pick, I'm like, wow, I did all of this shit. Did it all, yeah. So after, at that point, I had to, you know, go ahead and make that leap of faith. And at the time, you know, I put it out there, I was maxed out on what I can do at Ghost Gym. I was the head guy. I was bringing 80% of the PT revenue in my gym. Right? Hmm. I was outdoing Ghost Venice, like all of them, 
and we're a double A gym. That means we don't charge as much. Mm-hmm. They trip. They charge hundred dollars and higher, and I was out selling all of them. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and I was making thirty five hundred dollars a month, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And I was afraid to quit the gym. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when it came, I had to hold myself accountable. You said after this year you're going to that start your yeah. thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit, all right, here we go. So I asked all my clients who would come with me. Um, the gym was Metroflex, Long Beach, you came. Mm-hmm. And um, it was farther, it was, where I was training at, at Goals, was in the heart of downtown Long Beach, it was a really cool area, and everybody lives there, everybody walks to the gym. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was worried that people wouldn't wanna make that drive, it was a good 10, 15 minute drive. So uh, like 90% of everybody said, yeah, I'm coming with you wherever you're going, and that was a good feeling. So I went from doing like $3,500 a month to out the gate, $15,000 first month, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, however, I just, I was selling the same big packages as I did with, with goals, and they would just break it up and give you a bi-weekly check. Here, you gotta wait until those 36 sessions is out, you know what I mean? So I'm like, shit, I just went two months without no money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had to reorganize and restructure how I did everything, and, and you know, it's a learning process, and I, I figured it out, I, I, you know, and, and I gave a lot of, you know, I owe a lot to goals because they taught me the structure and the business of personal training because it is a business mm-hmm. and I respect it as a business as well. So um, I was doing everything very professionally as an independent trainer, like I was with, with goals even more professionally because it's for myself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I was doing really good with that uh, business wise. And then, um, I was getting to where I was starting to get burnt out, Mm -hmm. right? I was starting to hate training people Mm -hmm. because I'm doing it from sun up to sundown, barely having time for myself. It it would get so crazy to where someone would come in with a big smile on their face and I'm pissed that they're smiling. (laughs) What the fuck are you so happy for? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm just burnt out. I could not maintain a relationship because I had nothing to give. You know what I mean? The girl I was dating at the time, she wanna come over and she'd be like, Can I come over there? I'd be like, I mean, I'm tired, but if you want, like AKA no, you know, <laughs> come. And I just had nothing to give because I'm giving myself to all of these people. And people think personal training is just counting reps. It's not. It's a lot to it. I'm giving a lot. I'm teaching, I'm guiding, I'm uh spotting, I'm doing everything. And I'm, I'm when you care, you're really giving a lot. You know, so um, I just had nothing anymore. So I got to this point where I said, you know what, I'm gonna try something. I said, look, I'm only training until noon. 5 a.m. to noon, if y'all can fit in, great. If not, whatever, right? So it worked. So I started doing what I call semi-private training. I didn't wanna say group training because group training, I think is a class and you get paid a lot less for that. So I'm not, I'm not changing my rates, I'm not going down. You're still gonna get the same kind of training, which actually worked out so much better because having two or three or four people, they're gonna be competitive with each other and they're gonna push each other in camaraderie. Yep. And at this time, I'm starting to travel, like things are starting to pick up outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. So it will work out because I will have somebody senior who's been through everything with me that knows up. All right, you want to be with so and so and so and so to make sure that if mm-hmm. I if I couldn't be there, so mm-hmm. it worked out good, great, man. And I was finishing my days by noon. Now, 
gonna back up a little bit. During that process, like until this point, I never took a, any kind of supplement, mm-hmm. no protein, no fat burner, no BC up, nothing. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about it, and I always thought I was Superman. I didn't need anything, right? Like I was with the guy that walk into a gym and just start with 315 cold. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I used to do that. I can't do that no more. I warm up for like 30 minutes now. <laughs> you know, I used to laugh at, I used to look at people as silly wrapping their stuff up. I'm like, nah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Put rub an arnica. Just took time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, but, um, so I never took supplements. And then during this process, when I was starting to get burnt out, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm like angry. So somebody gave me like a fat burner one day and I was like wired. I'm like, all right, this is perfect. All right, I'll just take these. And then I start feeling like nauseous and you know, all these different side effects. And then one more rep, took that. And I'm just, and it was just too much, right? So I'm like, all right. So I started taking every fat burner, every pre-workout, and I'll take a picture of the ingredients. And I will go home at, after work and start researching and studying ingredients, right? Just Google. At this point, I knew I didn't know Sean, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody in the industry. I didn't even know about the industry, right? So uh, I started trying to figure out this certain things that I felt that I didn't like. I'm like, why do I feel this? Because this would be perfect if I didn't feel this. Mm. And I started trying to figure out why, you know, what, what is it? You know what I'm saying? I started seeing, like he said, they would put certain ingredients and products or too much of something to make you feel something. One product, I'm not gonna put the people out there like that, but one product that I was taking, it was a pre-workout. Every time I would take it, it gave me what I felt like I needed, but my skin is just itching, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my skin was, and I found out, oh, it's too much beta alanine. Mm-hmm. Why would they put so much? Because some people like to feel like they're fucking, mm-hmm. it just, if you feel something, like any product, like- you, transient you, effect, right? Yeah, you're gonna buy it, it, feels it works, it, feels it works. Like it's I felt like yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. it works. Yeah. So uh, like a fat burner is a lot easier to sell than like a BCAA, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You feel it. You, you immediately feel it. So uh, I start at that point, when I start signaling out, signaling out what I didn't and what I didn't did want to use, I started ordering raw ingredients mm-hmm. off of Amazon. And I'm sure it was garbage. I'm sure it was like China powders, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm just trying to find something for myself, right? So. Like my kitchen legit looked like a laboratory, right? Bags of caffeine and hydrus. I even tried shit that didn't work. Raspberry ketone. Like I'm just trying everything, right? Until I found something that worked, that felt good, right? And it tastes fucking horrible. I didn't know anything about fillers and how to hide the massive taste, none of that. This is just raw shit and I'm putting it in my tea. Cause I'm like, at least the tea is high and might not be as bad, but it's still bad. So, one day, no, 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 before I got to the good formula, I almost killed myself. I tell the story because this shit is real. I didn't have a milligram scale, which if most people don't even know how they do this stuff, mm. right? Because once you get a formula, you send it to a, a, a facility and they do it. So, but I was doing it in my kitchen. <laughs> he said, you said garage and I'm doing it in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But I wasn't intended to sell this. You this just was for me, right? Yeah. Yeah. For me and maybe to other trainers and maybe my clients if they wanted. So um, I couldn't find a milligram scale. I just bought 
a gram scale. I, I didn't know the difference. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, fuck it. So I put, it said whatever a milligram of, I don't know, I think it was caffeine and hydrous. I put uh, that, a whole, uh, a tablespoon. <laughs> so needless so to say, a tablespoon is like what five six grams? No, it's like ten grams. It's 10 like grams? it's the equivalent. I went and looked it up afterwards. It would be the equivalent of taking like twenty fat burners. Yeah, it's crazy. So I, I felt fucking amazing first, right? Fuck, this is it. This is it, baby. <laughs> it's like dirty, like four thirty because I started work at five. Fucking go to the gym, and then I start feeling like sad, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting down. And I just left. I didn't even tell anybody I was leaving. I just left, and that's not like me. Probably about eight o'clock. So what it did was it sped me up and then started slowing me down. When you have too many stimulants, that's what it does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like a roller coaster. Right. I woke up dehydrated as shit. Like, like my mouth was dry, right? Bed was soaked with sweat and shit, right? Whoa. Two days later, don't remember anything. I didn't eat, didn't have anything to drink. I could have died there, you know what I mean? But I learned, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, you know, so then I've figured it out, whatever. So I was making my own pre-workout for me, for work, right? Mm -hmm. I had no intentions on selling it. So at this time, now I'm gonna back it up a little bit more. Before that, what I was trying to do <laughs> was mental juice. Mm -hmm. I would buy, all of these nootropics felt nothing from any of it. It was bullshit. I'm like, this is fucked up. I'm gonna make a good one. I mean, I can just research it and find the ingredients, but I, I just couldn't do. I couldn't like. I couldn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't have the the knowledge. I didn't have the resources. I didn't know anybody. I just couldn't do it. So I I, I went with a pre workout. Now, so I'm doing this, and a lot of people at this time like my profile is starting to grow mm -hmm. on social media mm -hmm. and uh, people were hitting me up with sponsorship offers, just all kind of stuff. And I'm like, eh, I don't know nothing about it now, nah, cool. Mm -hmm. So one person that did hit me up was my business partner now, my current business partner with I'm So Alpha, his name is Jamie, mm -hmm. Jamie Lambert, Lambert. And we exchanged numbers, he sounded like a good guy, right? I go off of vibes a lot. Mm -hmm. So we started talking and he was like, um, cause he was saying I got some ideas, whatever. He says, you ever think about doing your own supplement line? I was like, Hold on. So I went and took pictures of my kitchen. <laughs> Is this what pictures. you're talking about? I said, yeah, I'll kind of make my own stuff. Uh -huh. He's like, really? So he said, tell me about it. So I told him what I was doing. He's like, that's kind of different. What about, you don't put this on? Nah, because of this. And huh. You want to make it? You want to like produce it and put it out in the market? I'm like, sure. I don't care because I'm not making money off of it anyway. So what do I have to lose? Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we put it together. I told a few of my friends, they didn't believe me, I was you know, coming out of the line. And lo and behold, my first month, I made a $3,000 profit. Now, when you're a personal trainer making $10,000, $15,000 a month, that extra $3,000 is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's cool. You know, every month it was growing a little bit more, a little bit more. So we started adding more products and, you know, it grew to where it's at now, you know, kind of from a from an innocent place, from mm -hmm. a place of just, I'm. <laughs> I was being an entrepreneur for myself, like trying to solve my issue, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So um, so that grew. Um, in the process, uh, I met Sean, no, I met Mark first, mm -hmm. and then he introduced me to Sean. Mm -hmm. And um, I told him, guys, like, look, I've been having this idea about 
this product, Mental Jewels, like a nootropic. Mm -hmm. And Sean was all over it, because Sean is like a genius with all of this stuff, right? So, um, it was cool because I had already marketed the term Mental Jewels in a bunch of videos, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was like a household name already. So Sean came out with this brilliant formula. He's sending, sending it to me. And you know, back when I was starting, I was a researchaholic. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I'm getting busy now and I'm traveling. So I'm like, oh, it looks good. I have no idea, but I trusted him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I would like get halfway through, but then I, I would get lost yeah. and I gotta move, I gotta do this, do that. But the partnership was just perfect, you know? Sure. So, just, uh, so, just so, so the listeners, for those listeners who are unaware, this is kind of how this all pulls together is in addition to Sean with HPN and Mike with I'm So Alpha, the mark that these guys are talking about is of course Mark Lobliner from MTS Nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so these three guys started a supplement company together, right. all three of them, and that is Ambrosia, Ambrosia, Ambrosia Collective, right. and Mental Jewels was the first was product. The first product. Yeah, so and this it, is how this all ties it was like in. A, it was like a love child between us, Yeah. right? And. Uh, and somewhat of a passion project project mm -hmm. however you, you got know, a, you got a jewish guy a black guy and a middle eastern guy <laughs> somehow our, our baby somehow came right. out renaissance as, it, as, sounds, yeah, it sounds it sounds like renaissance greek it sounds like it sounds like the start of a joke yeah a jewish right, right. guy a middle eastern guy and a black right. guy walking to a bar together. yeah but what what it really yeah what it really was is our passion mm -hmm. for doing something outside of sports nutrition mm -hmm. in a way that we didn't need it for, none of us needed to, this to work for an income. Mm -hmm. We were like, let's make stuff that we really wanna make that no one's making, or th even sometimes no one's even thought about yet. Mm -hmm. The right. nootropic space has blown up, mm -hmm. but at the time when we first- it's still, it's still, it, it, for the most part, it, it's, 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 it's People think they're taking nootropics. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. They're, yeah, they're taking caffeine. Yeah, thinking it's a if nootropic. That, yeah. yeah, and and, and well, that, I mean yeah. to defend caffeine. Caffeine is technically is a nootropic, but mm -hmm. it's so much more that you could be giving people. Mm -hmm. You know. And they, yeah, you're right. There was no innovation, and even then, people again. There's this this big problem in our industry where people read a label and understand good. that it's supposed to be true, but there's no proof that that's true without right. the correct type of manufacturing in right. place. Mm -hmm. And companies are running into this now, they've run into it before and they'll continue to because consumers take labels at face value mm -hmm. when if you can't research the company and find out how they're making their products, in fact, it's probably almost guaranteed to not be face value. Mm -hmm. It will be off in one way or another, mm -hmm. even if they didn't intend it. Because the thing is this, people need to know, about the business here. Companies don't, for the most part, manufacture their own products. You use other facilities. Yeah, so you use contract manufacturers. So if you don't intimately know this business, you can easily be taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I do all day, every day. I actually am at our facility when we produce our products. So there is no margin for error. Mm -hmm. And then we also independently test all of our products for, for Ambrosia and for HPN. So there's no there's multiple checkpoints where we buy our own ingredients. We supply them all. That's very unconventional mm -hmm. because this way I control the supply chain. We know that what is in the bottle was what we provided, mm -hmm. not some lower grade version that they were able to get a deal on this month. Mm -hmm. right. This happens. 
you order something and something else is cheaper, they put it in instead. They mm -hmm. make that decision on their own for mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. to try and save money. Mm -hmm. Then after it's produced, we test it outside of the facility because for CGMP regulations, we use good facilities, great. They're required to do their own testing. But there's a lot of, lot of reason for them to fudge or falsify that testing rather than have to redo an entire production batch. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's some bacteria in there that was slightly over the limit where you're supposed to scrap it. Or maybe there's some, uh, maybe there's some shortage of one of the ingredients, but rather than redo the whole thing and have to do an insurance claim or whatever, they just were like, ah, just put it through, push it through. But because of the fact that we independently test all the products, that doesn't happen to us. Mm -hmm. You know, we can be confident going to bed at night and waking up in the morning that when people get one of our products, they are 100% certain and sure that what it says on the bottle is what's in there and nothing else is in there yeah. too. Yeah. So it's funny, yeah, I, I, I saw the videos of Mike's talking about mental jewels and the day that we met, I actually have a picture of the day that we met in, in the gym in Texas. Uh -huh. uh, I was like, I've seen these videos that you've made about mental jewels. Like, we should make a product called Mental Jewels. Like, like I feel like you've created demand for this product on yeah. accident. He goes, no, I actually it's, wanna make this yeah, product. This is intentional. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, let's make this product, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so that we, we had a flight that we were on for like three or four hours, and that's when it started. Mm -hmm. And then Mark was, was the perfect partner for us because here in the US, Tiger Fitness is such a great outlet. So bringing Mark in uh, to the picture was, was the perfect combination because the three of us round each other out so well where Mark is so high energy in one direction, mm -hmm. Mike is such an innovator and thought leader in another one, and then I, I have my you know ingredient expertise and, and uh, connections on the production side of, of this industry. We were the we were the dream team, for, right, in my right. opinion. And for for people to have comfort with this is, we all had indi our individual companies all making very good money already. So when we, like he said, Ambrosia was not, and we didn't care about the money we were making. So in that case, we didn't cut any corners on ingredients and cost of ingredients, right? So we wasn't thinking about from day one, we wasn't doing uh, uh, sourcing ingredients and formulas based on margins. We were doing it based on the absolute best ingredients that we can get into these products. So this, That's this, it. you know, this, this is this is what kind of intrigues me about Ambrosia because I knew all three of you. I knew Mike before Ambrosia came around through I'm So Alpha, right. and Sean through HPN. I kind of knew all three of you right. independently of each other, and then. This was kind of my first question when you guys, you know, told me about Ambrosia. I was like, well, I mean, Mark's got his thing going on. Sean's got his thing going on. Right. Mark's got his How's thing going work? on. Well, not, not how is it going to work. I know, I know you guys, you know, are capable of doing anything you put your mm -hmm. minds to. But I was kind of like, what's the motivation for doing this? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm right, saying? Like right. most, most people will start a supplement company. They'll, they'll, they'll you know, sell one and then move on to another one or get out of a different business mm -hmm. and enter this business. But you guys, you've still got your, you know, your babies mm -hmm. and now you've had another child together right, right. effectively. But, but like, you know, talk me through the motivation for that. You know, talk me listeners through the I motivation mean, it, it's, for that. It's, it's literally just to put, first of all, what we're doing, it's a completely new lane, mm -hmm. okay? We're doing things that are not 
like he said, he thought the sports nutrition lane was the cool kids. We're like, fuck that. This is the cool shit. Mm -hmm. Taking supplements, taking things to, to increase, to enhance the health of your organs is cool. Mm -hmm. Lur. Mm -hmm. Then you know, getting jacked up to go and fucking train. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Nootropics is cooler. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't know? Let me explain why. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, everything we do is testing the market some in some capacity. I put out a YouTube video about vegetables that did two million views. Mm -hmm. That let me know that people are open to healthy, healthier um, options and, and tactics in their everyday life mm -hmm. so it makes perfect sense for us to go with this right mm -hmm. so our, our motivations was simply to put out the best possible product that we can that's not just meathead products and no disrespect to meathead products I'm, a, I'm still a meathead mm -hmm. you know what I mean but mm -hmm. I want longevity and grace and mm -hmm. I, I'm at an age to where I understand that if you don't get a hold on certain things <laughs> it's going to be a hard it's going to be when the doctor's telling you to do things, it's gonna be a lot harder than if you would've just been taking those steps sure. leading up. So, and you know, the tests don't lie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. On ourselves. I well, mean, we have people email us blood tests who crazy. take nectar and see their cholesterol go down. And we're not trying to make health claims, but like see right. their bodies change and get healthier in a internal health capacity, not mm -hmm. like body fat right. type mm -hmm. of a capacity. And when you talk about why it had to be ambrosia, it had to be something new. Mm -hmm. It couldn't be a continuation of HPN or Amso Alpha or MTS. It had to be something completely new. Mm -hmm. It had to have no strings or burden attached to it about what HPN is or was, what Amso Alpha is or was, what MTS is or was. Ambrosia had to be something completely new. It had to have no limitations on it. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to do it together from the ground up. No. No, oh, he started this and we all came in later, right, right. this, that, the other. Exactly. We did it together from zero, mm -hmm. from the ze like from zero, with, with very minimal like investment, monetarily speaking. Mm -hmm. We each put in an even amount of money to get started. And from there, because we've taken no income from Ambrosia, none, literally in, in over two years, if you saw the amount of inventory that it has now, it's crazy, yeah. but it's all solvent. It's all paid for because it started from nothing. It's just a good, it's, it's, when you make good decisions and you do good things, good things happen. And so much is, this is the thing, this is a scary thing about Ambrosia. We ha we still have yet to really do our big prom promotional push. Mm -hmm. Still. It's coming though. But, and it's doing so well. And, and people are identifying with it. People want, that's the thing that I see. And I know myself, like I've always wanted to be associated or, or with the bet like health and, and being better and doing better people want that mm. you know people are are you know they're screenshotting me you know different things that i've talked about that they're implementing into their lives and ambrosia like are you proud of me and i get it i'm like yeah i'm fucking proud of you that's fucking legit that's cool mm -hmm. keep doing it mm -hmm. do more mm -hmm. you know what i mean because they need people who they look at as cool to do things and present things and ideas that are really beneficial and let them know that that's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, it sounds so fucking goofy, but vegetables are cool. Like, me doing a video about vegetables and it doing so well, right, still to this day, it let me know that that's what people want and need. Mm -hmm. People feel like, a lot of business owners or, 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 or executives feel like 
you go in the direction of the market. The market, like, nah, I don't believe in any of that. I don't care what the market is doing. Mm -hmm. We're creating the market. Mm -hmm. This is what, oh, that's what they're doing? Oh, that's cool. That's, that's weird. This is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What they would think is weird. And guarantee people, I, we've already seen people try to copycat, like, yeah. like literally, even the look. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is funny. It's kind of sad. But, it's, it's funny you, you, know. you say that, Mark. There's one, um, there's a, a quote that, that Steve Jobs said, um, the late, great Steve Jobs, the thing that's always stuck with me, is a lot of the time, people don't know what they want until you show them. I always say that. Yeah, you know that? They don't know. Yeah, yeah that's exactly, exactly how Apple operates. Because people uh -huh. are like, why do they change this plug? Why do yeah. they change that? It's because yeah. they know, they've decided what they want you uh -huh. to want. Mm. Right. And we know, Before Mark, you even know. Somebody's yeah. got to decide. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and that's the thing. We started that with mental jewels. Like, we know that you want to perform better mentally mm. and that you don't, you're not operating at your peak capacity all day mentally. We know that most of you have about an hour a day where you actually, have you seen Office Space, a movie? Mm -hmm. We have about, you work for about 45 minutes a day. <laughs> we know that's true. So we're gonna help you double that, triple that. Yeah. We, we wanna help with that. We know you don't take care of yourself. You don't wanna take 10 different bottles of pills like your, like many people's grandparents do here in the US. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna help you with that. Right. You know, we, we know these things. We know that you're not, monitoring your immune health like so mm -hmm. we're trying to solve problems that people aren't aware of yet mm -hmm. so that is what's cool about ambrosia although it does operate very efficiently as a business it's so entrepreneurial mm -hmm. because all it is is solving problems solving mm -hmm. problems solving mm -hmm. problems mm -hmm. the, the things that we're about to solve the problems that we're about to solve with our next level products people don't even know their problems yet yeah yeah just mm -hmm. like you said we're, we're trying level. to we're yeah. trying to identify things for people and help them with them exactly so give us a rundown, guys, for, for viewers who aren't aware of the Ambrosia product line. Right. What does it look like at the moment? Uh, right now, we had uh, our very first product was Mental Jewels, which is in the Tropic. Mm -hmm. And then we got, came out with Nectar, and I believe Ovis Training Solution was right after, right? Yeah. Uh, Nectar is an organ support. It's, we call this a complete health, uh, human health supplement. Mm -hmm. Uh, organ support, uh, overtrain, overtraining solutions is to help, you know, I always say fuck overtraining, yada, 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 you gotta overtrain. Mm -hmm. There is a medical condition called overtraining syndrome, right? So this is a product that really, overtraining solution is a product that really, I mean, it just, it just jump starts your immune system mm -hmm. to where you're not, that's not happening to you. You won't, you gotta really wanna, that to happen to you if you're taking overtraining solution, you feel great mm. and you won't get sick. Like one of one of my favorite supplements, man. Overtraining right, solution. Yeah, yeah. We I actually, love, I, I we, pers we, personally love that supplement. Hey, it was one of the best days. It was one of the best, <laughs> most exciting days when Joe sent me a picture that we had won the, or we had yeah, tied right, for the, right, for the right, breakout right. supplement. I was yeah. like, see, we got I was, one. I was yeah. mad that I was. I should have went. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kept debating. Do I go? The thing is that that product, like this is how we bounce ideas off each other. Mike's whole concept that he came forward with was fuck this idea of overtraining. You're not right. overtraining. Train harder right. than, than what you're doing. Yeah. And I wanted to call it overtraining solution because we wanted to say, look, there there is no such thing for most of you, but when you do train really hard, and you you're not do, getting your rest. Yeah, and you're not getting enough rest. Yeah. Maybe your nutrition's deficient. Maybe right. you travel a lot. Right. These are problems that, like like with other products. Because most likely, everything else is why people are experiencing overtraining right. syndrome. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's the, not the training. It's, it's, no, it's yeah. the lack of the other components yeah. right. being dialed in. Yeah. 
you do have a suppression of the white blood cell count, right? Mm -hmm. You do have a reduction sometimes in growth hormone levels. You do have some of these things that we can combat with this formula. And it works so well for people where they will utilize it and stop utilizing and be like, oh yeah, my capacity yep. for recovery is yep. different. Mm -hmm. All other variables held equal. So maybe they're about an eight out of 10 on their diet. They're a five out of 10 on their sleep. These things don't change. We plug in OS. Mm -hmm. Which is why I like to call I like to call it OS and not overtraining solution now because of the fact that I don't want people to be afraid of using it if they're not like trying to be a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. Because again, I think this I forced my parents to take this is nectar, but I forced my parents to take overtraining solution because I want their immune system to be dialed in. Right. And there is an ingredient in overtraining solution that no one else has called Immulina, which is a patented extract from spirulina that can increase our NK cells. Those are natural killer cells that are the mercenaries of our immune system. There's something going on that's not supposed to be going on. Mm -hmm. That's who handles it. When Ooh. Sean found that ingredient, he was so excited about it. I remember. I remember. I think I was I remember telling me the, like, only, yeah, yeah. the only, yeah, the only yeah. company that utilizes it outside of us is a German pharmaceutical company, mm -hmm. and they're using it as a disease treatment. Mm -hmm. it's, it's us and them. That's mm -hmm. it. That's it. This is a very expensive ingredient, and, and you're getting it inexpensively. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, so we've got mental jewels, nectar, overtraining solution, ritual, and ritual. Yeah, is the, the fourth piece at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. And ritual is a morning drink that people can start their day with, regardless of how their day goes. I typically train first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. and I drink ritual with my coffee before I train. Mike does not train in the morning usually. He might if he's doing a double day, but other than that, he starts his day with it while still being fasted. Yeah. 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 So it's very versatile. But what we're doing with ritual is essentially uh, combining a few concepts. Many people are familiar with like a bulletproof coffee where it's a high fat, super high calorie beverage where you're drinking it for maximizing cognitive function, allowing your brain to really operate at its best by keeping insulin levels low and giving yourself a ton of fat. Mm -hmm. Well, we've realized through our testing and tweaking with our formula that by using some ex exogenous ketones, uh, the GoBHB patented version of it that's been tested with humans, again, this is very important because when you use uh, BHB products that are not the patented version, you risk a lot of heavy metal contamination. You risk the fact that it could have uh, could be coming with some lead, some arsenic, some cadmium, some mercury that you didn't intend to take. So we use the patented GoBHBs to get your ketone levels up because that's a better way of increasing cognitive function than just overloading fat. So we have a drink that has less than a quarter of the calories of a bulletproof coffee, but does more for your brain function. Mm -hmm. So it's a perfect way to start your day, like literally, or to pick up your afternoon, right? right. Depending on how your schedule goes, but it is a perfect drink. And it's a versatile drink because you can, um, you can mix it in, you can use it as a creamer for your coffee. Mm -hmm. Or, That's how I take it. Right. Yeah. Or, and I used to not take it like that, mm -hmm. but now I am. Mm -hmm. Or you can do it with hot water, mm -hmm. and it tastes as if it's coffee. Mm -hmm. You know. So, and we got a new flavor, uh, orange. The orange. Yeah. Right. For people that For don't people drink coffee. Not into coffee. Right. They, do, they my, do exist. I have my moments where I just don't want coffee. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's refreshing. It's yeah. and it tastes like orange juice. When we were going through flavors, everything that we had was really good. Mm. And however, I was, I was like, all right, I hope y'all not stuck on anything else. So y'all gonna be mad at me because we gotta do orange juice because it tastes 
just like orange juice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's it. We got to do that. All right, now guys. So with these with these four products from from Ambrosia, so Ritual AM. Wait, do they have the other the two moons yet? That's not for the All podcast. Right. <laughs> That's still in development. Right. Uh, so oh, with with these four products, so the listeners. Uh, who shop at Massive Joe's, which are all of the listeners, and if they're not, they're better be. Yeah. Uh, Ritual AM we have in Australia, in both flavors. Overtraining solution we have in Australia in both sizes. You guys actually are the reason for the larger size. We're the reason for the 100 serves, yeah. which is great to hear. Uh, Nectar, the complete organ health supplement we have in Australia in both flavors, yeah. the strawberry and the, uh, the fruit punch. What's going on with the mental jewels? We, we've, uh, <laughs> as, as, as the listeners- It's the OG product yeah. and we're, we're yet to have it. As the listeners form. know, yeah. uh, capsules yeah. are illegal, not illegal, they're, they're, not, can't, can't. they're not regulated as right. supplements right. Uh, in Australia. Correct. Do we have yeah. supplements at all? I mean, capsule supplements from Australia in Australia? We do, okay. but the, the, the problem is that uh, as soon as you go from a powder supplement which is classed as a food right. to a capsule supplement which is classed as a therapeutic good oh. there's a whole lot of regulations okay. around what you can put in capsule supplements okay. like maximum dosages right. ingredients you can use can't right. use effectively you can't use unapproved therapeutic ingredients right. in therapeutic goods okay um which makes it very tricky so com- so confusing very yeah confusing. No very, so very this means that if you want a formula that's meant to be in a capsule to be in Australia easily or conveniently or at a, an affordable price point, you have to put it into a powder. Mm-hmm. Well, Mental Jewels features eight ingredients, all of which are, or I would say the majority of which are herbal ingredients that are very concentrated extracts. And this means that they taste very bitter or not palatable. Mm-hmm. And they're all in high dosages too. So you can't just cover them up very easily. So literally since Actually, since we started Ambrosia, we have wanted to get Mental Jewels into a powder yeah. formula yeah. that would be approved by the team at Massive Joe's. And, we, and, and we've the, tried. For, for the listeners, we've yeah. been working on this since Ambrosia started, yeah. right? And just yeah. in the meantime, Nectar has come out in two flavors. Yeah. Training right. Solution in yeah. two sizes, Ritual AM in two yeah. flavors. Because we haven't been able to nail this we've Mental been, Jewels. We've been dealing with this for a long time. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I would be like, I would I'd be tasting so many versions of it. My brain is like uh, on a different planet. Right. You know, I'm right. so elevated cognitively. And I'm like, this tastes great. Yeah. I just feel good. And then you say to me, I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is disgusting. This is really bad. Yeah. And, then, and then once you guys agree that it's good, you send it to us. And we're yeah. like, nah. Right. Yeah, we're like, maybe they'll like this one. Yeah, they, Let's go back to the drawing board. Every every taste test thus far has gone, gone wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'll say in January, I did have a breakthrough where I finally found, I think it's the beautiful combination to not even just like make it palatable, but make it delicious. Yeah. The the combination that we went with really plays off all the notes of the herbs uh, that are in Mental Jewels and like makes them enjoyable. Mm. This is a drink that, this is the first time that I've, I've ever thought that Mental Jewels could really be, the future of it could be a drink, mm-hmm. not just like another option for Australia. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so good that I think it could be the future of the entire product. It could make the capsules obsolete. It, it really right. could. Right. 
Fantastic. Yeah, because there's so many ingredients in it. Mm. You have to a, a normal dosage is four capsules. Take a lot of caps, and That's yeah. a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, and they're not small. They're not baby pills either. They're, they're yeah. full size capsules because mm -hmm. we have a lot of active ingredient, yeah. mm -hmm. but we need a lot of capsules because people were like, "Hey, can you put that in two capsules?" And we're like. Not yeah, at full those, dosage, those mm -hmm. and, and not like, at full dosage either, yeah. probably because Maybe a suppository, be yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> so people want a formula that's more convenient. Mm -hmm. It'd be great if it could taste good, mm -hmm. and I think that we finally done it. Mike was actually in California. Uh, usually, I would mail samples to him and Mark, but Mike was here. I just walked up to him and I was like, "Bro, you got to taste of this." It was after a charity event that we did. He drank. He goes, "Oh my God, what is this?" I was like, "That is Mental Jewels powder." I hope. I said, I hope. I said, I hope. I might be crazy. It was labeled with that. Yeah, I hope. No, I yeah. hope that this is the final version. Yeah. We got to send it to Joe. Yeah. And so we sent it to you guys. And um, and this is, so by the time this got to us, this is this is February. Yeah. So this is back a couple of months ago now. Right. And uh, we, did a, we did a live tasting on the Massive Joe Snapchat. Uh, but I haven't tried it since February. The tasting was successful. Now you've got here... This is a pretty cool way to finish off this podcast as well. You've got here on the table, you've got the very last sample. This is the last sample. Of yeah. the flavor. Yeah. Which is? The flavor is cherry lime. Cherry lime. Cherry lime. is Mental Jewels yeah. powder. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go again, man. Because I haven't tried it for two yeah. months. But I remember it was, I was like, man, this is, this is the yeah. one. So I just want to make sure now. Mike, are we, are we cheersing? Cheers. Uh, cheers, guys. Cheers. Enjoy. Let's get it in. Even the smell is amazing. Ah, oh, that's the one. That's it. It's just as good as it was back in February. That's yeah. That's it. Man, we need to we need to like stop recording this podcast now and go down to the manufacturing. Right, right. Shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This shit. So, this shit. so as as people uh, in Australia may have dealt with several times with products, sometimes the transit is very rough. The the climate conditions aren't very good if it's going by sea, mm -hmm. and we want to be ready because we really believe this product's going to explode over there mm -hmm. to where we are going to have to send it by container, mm -hmm. and we won't just be continuously air shipping it. So. Mm -hmm. We want to be ready for that, and as such, we have to do stability testing to make sure that it can withstand time in that type of environment. So what you actually do is you put it in a room or a chamber that is simulating six months of uh, extreme temperature variation mm -hmm. in a short time frame, like a one-month time frame. Mm -hmm. And that's undergoing right now. We're about two weeks out from that, and once we have confirmation, we already believe it's going to work. But once we have final confirmation, because we don't want anyone in Australia to get one of our products mm -hmm. and be like, what is this hockey puck? Or what is this this solid, mm -hmm. this solidified product? We want people to enjoy our stuff. Mm -hmm. The quality is everything to us. So um, we're going to complete that testing, bottle it up, and get it over there. Most definitely. Yeah. And we can't wait for it. Fuck that, we're going to take it over there. Yeah, we're going to carry <laughs> we're gonna it. We're going to deliver it you, you may act. The timing may work. Yeah. In, in time for, uh, well, this has been an exclusive for the podcast, in time for the Ambrosia Tour. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in June across right. Australia. So right. you guys may, may hand carry it over. We should actually, you know what? We should use the tour to launch Mental Jewels Power. Well, that's what I thought we would. Yeah, that's what, what my hope yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Does it look like we, you think? No, no, I'm positive. Okay. I'm positive. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's happening. That's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's barring all. any like crazy unforeseen circumstances, mm -hmm. we're going to be, it's going to be on its way by May 1 over there. Awesome. So we should be good. Awesome. It's crazy because nectar is so enjoyable to drink. Mm. And this is... This I'm going to be combining this. Is this, is this is another level yeah. on top of oh, nectar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because the herb, the... Like you said, the, the the herbal, it playing off those herbal notes yeah. is a whole new, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah. It's awesome. 
Sean, Mike, thank you guys so much, man. It's been, you, a, it's been a fantastic chat, Absolutely. an enlightening chat. It's great to hear, you know, your, your fitness backgrounds, your business backgrounds, how everything's merged in and how Ambrosia came about. I think it really gives, you know, it's given me a lot of insight and I know you guys. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine for the listeners, you know, it, it's this is, been, We're going to have to call this part one because there's so much video. There is. There, well, I wanted to do, I wanted to podcast for an hour and we've been going almost two now. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but there are two of you. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you get double. an hour each. Yeah. <laughs> double right. trouble. But guys, you have to check out the full line of Ambrosia supplements online at MassiveJoes.com. Uh, Nectar in both flavors, overtraining solution in both sizes, Ritual AM in both flavors, and soon to be released, Mental Jewels Powder in Cherry Lemonade. Guys, thank you once again. It's been an awesome chat. Excellent. You guys and uh, man. We're gonna see. We're gonna see everyone over there in uh, yeah, just in a couple June. months. Yeah, we can't I'll wait. see everybody. Uh, oh yeah, you'll be there all weeks. Sooner. Yeah. Yep. I'll be in Sydney. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, well, I'll see you there. I'll be in Sydney too at the same time. All right, guys, thank you for listening. As always, we're coming to you from MassiveJoes.com. Stay massive, motherfuckers. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Massive Joes Show. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, or tune in. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Massive Joe Show, ensure that you give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting platform. Until next time, we're coming to you from MassiveJoes.com.